Somebody move my stool, but I will find it. Happy Father's Day. I probably should have said that during announcements. I don't know why I wasn't thinking about it. Um, but uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this summer's kind of weird for me. Normally, I'm, I'm preparing series. I kind of think in that way. Uh, but this sum- whole summer, I've got a kind of standalone series or standalone talks that I'm doing, which is kind of fun for me. Because there are some topics that I have been itching to talk about for a long time that I've just kind of set off to the side because they didn't, they didn't really fit into a series. And uh, today's going to be one of those. Um, I've, this has been on my mind for a while to find a way to address. And so I'm excited for the opportunity to uh, kind of... Anybody need to get their phone? No, the computer does that sometime, and nobody can figure out how to stop it. So it's okay. It's going to be all right, um, and we'll go from there. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, something that I don't think should be controversial. I don't think it should be, even though it's been discounted in our culture for decades now. It's, it's kind of, um, and so there's a possibility maybe it could um, ruffle and stir some things up. That's not my intention. In fact, I do know that what I'm going to say has implications. I'm, I'm going to try to stay narrowly focused on what I want you to talk about, and I understand that there will be all kinds of rabbit trails that are going to be opened up by doing that, and I can't chase all of those. On occasion, I will tell you what I'm not trying to say. I'll leave it there and come back to the main subject. That's the best that I can do because there's, there are a lot of rabbit trails on this. So um, that's what I wanted. I want to talk to you about something that I just think is true. It's true on both sides of the coin. God has given this incredible gift that if you decide to use it well, to honor God with it, you could have an incredible impact with your life. The other side of the coin is just as true. You can take this incredible gift that God gives, you don't take it seriously, you don't honor Him with it, and you will harm people in your life. I wish it was neutral, but from my vantage point, I don't think it is. And I can, I can look at my own life, unfortunately, and I can see both sides of the coin that I've lived out. I'm grateful that God doesn't have some level of perfection as a demand that I have to meet all the time. Like, he knew I would fall short of that. And so by God's grace, he offers me forgiveness through Jesus, and I pick myself up, and I go again, and I try again. And what I have found is even in the places where I have failed, That if I'm willing to pick that back up and really give good effort, I can get good results. Like that can happen. So um, I, I want to address this idea this morning. There is value in being a father. There's value in being a father. I'm really aware that not everybody is a father, but you had one. You, you had a father. So if all this does is kind of stir up some reflection and generate a sense of gratefulness in your heart for what God gave you through that, 
I'll take it. But this idea that you could, as a father, have serious impact on the lives around you, I, I want to address. Because if you're paying attention at all to our culture right now, that idea is being discounted and made fun of on a regular basis. You can find it everywhere. I want to show you a front half of a commercial. By the way, this commercial was controversial. They were forced to change it after the uproar that, hap that happened after people saw this commercial. I want you to see the first 15 seconds of this commercial. Here you go. To prove Huggies diapers and wipes can handle anything, we put them to the toughest test imaginable. Dads, alone with their babies, in one house, for five days. Oh, the horror! Alone with dad for five days. Will they even be alive at the end? Like, I mean... Crazy stuff. Um, there are so many more dads who are involved in the parenting process. There was an outcry, and they changed that commercial. They changed it up. But the dumb dad trope is alive and well in our culture. And if you pay attention, you will find it everywhere. You'll find it in sitcoms. You'll find it in movies. You'll find it all over the place. In fact, BYU did a study of our media and they found this. I'm, I'll just give you the raw numbers that they found. They found that 40% of the time, dads are portrayed as clumsy, stupid, and buffoons, like they're morons in, the, in whatever you're watching. And it, does, it wouldn't take you very long to come up with some of those names if I asked you. You could, you could throw those out pretty quickly because they have populated our TV screens for so long. 7% of the time... Uh, it's negative, which there are bad fathers. So that doesn't seem like too horrible. 11% of the time, they were neutral. The father was there, but they weren't needed. In the majority of the time, in the cultural content that we take in, a father is less than competent, less than effective, less than a positive force for good in that home. They're discounted on a regular basis. Now, why is that? Well, I mean, for one, one reason is we make mistakes. I mean, we're, we're guys. We have our fair share. Like, check, check this out. This doesn't help our case. That's a bad day right there, right? She's going to remember that for the rest of her life. It's not that we don't make mistakes. We do. That's normal. The problem is um, that it's so easy to joke about. I've joked about it before. I think it's funny. And there are times where um, that kind of stuff is easy to make light of. 
but it has become the bent. It has become the primary way that we relate to dads. He's moronic. He um, needs to be handled kind of like we handle a young child. And that's really the best that he can do inside the home. And these kind of references, um, they do damage to how you think you can be effective. But I want, you, I want you to know this. They go against overwhelming research that says the opposite. The research on the effect of an engaged father in a home is overwhelming. Where our media is kind of skewed to showing dad as kind of a buffoon, maybe not even needed or effective, the research in this is skewed to the positive, so much so they can't get away from it. In fact, they've given it a name because of how many times they have looked at this trying to, oh, this can't be right, this can't be right. It's right over and over and over again, and researchers have started calling this the father effect. The father effect. They, they have looked at all kinds of ways to measure this, and you can't get past the impact that a father has. Listen, this is not a dig on mothers. You're absolutely needed. This is not a shot at single parents. Not going to do that. I don't have time to go into all of that and how difficult that is. I'm telling you that based on the information that's out there that you could go and readily look at lots and lots of studies on this, that if you will take your role as father seriously and you will engage with your kids, you could have a significant impact in their lives. Let me, let me give you some of the stuff that these studies are finding. You guys ready? A kid who plays with dad has a higher IQ. 45% more likely to do well in school if dad is engaged. By the way, granddad, stepdad, adoptive dad, biological dad, it didn't matter. It was the attitude that that person had engaging with that kid's life. If you've ever wondered if mentoring makes a difference, it does. It does. If you carry the right attitude, you can make a long-term impact in somebody's life that way. They have found that dads roughhouse more with kids, which causes kids to control their bodies and their emotions more. Dads who are engaged with kids, those kids embrace more risk on the playground and in life. And when you're attempting to reach difficult goals, you're probably going to have to have some level of risk. They found that those kids delay sexual experiences. They found, this is going to surprise some of you, I think, that a dad has a positive impact on helping their daughters lead. Oh, that's okay. We've had sounds going off all day, so it's not really a problem. There's more, though. Come back to me. There are lower rates. Get this list. Lower rates of poverty, 
lower rates of child abuse, lower rates of crime, lower rates of drug use, and even obesity when a father is involved in the home. Positively engaged in the home, these things happen. Now listen, some of these researchers haven't enjoyed finding this information and they've gone back trying to kind of cull through it to figure out what else could be causing these kind of impacts. And you know what they've concluded? There's no way around the father effect. He has a positive impact on those kids. Now, um, what's interesting is to watch our culture kind of going off the rails on some of this gender stuff, and they miss that what God's plan was, was that two people who are really different, different because they're different in their genders, partner together to do something that they could not do effectively alone. It's not that a single person is doomed, but I think it's fair to say they've got it harder They've got it harder than if you could have just done this together. Now, here's what's kind of crazy. At least it's crazy to me. You don't have to be a single mom to be a single mom. There are so many distractions that are afforded you, gentlemen, right now, that you can give your time and energy to anything and everything but your kids. And many people do it. By choice. You give up this incredible gift that God gives us, opportunity to influence. And by choice, you give it away to a career or a hobby or to some other endeavor that holds your attention far more than the kids do. Sometimes, sometimes this happens because the wife withholds the responsibilities for parenting because they've either believed some of this cultural stuff and and they, so they don't allow the father to be engaged. I think sometimes it's a combination of both. Sometimes dad gets so involved in other things that forces mom to do all the child raising. And then when dad decides to get back involved, he doesn't know what's going on. And so now he's withheld from it. And now there's conflict over that. And there's so much of a mess that goes on when that takes place. Sadly, what you're missing when that happens is the ability to have long term positive impact on kids if you would just be engaged. If you would just lean in. I have not talked to too many guys who don't want to make an impact for their lives. They they want to make a difference. They want to change the world. They They want to have purpose and meaning. You do not have to leave your living room to do that. Do you realize that? Like, it it could be right there within your grasp to do something that would be sending ripples through the course of history. You have that kind of gift from God. The question is, are you going to use it? I find it odd 
that there aren't more scriptures about this in the text. I've thought about this a little bit. I've wondered why there aren't more scriptures referencing what a guy should do when it comes to raising kids. If it's so important, if, the, if it's clearly a critical thing, why doesn't it show up more? And I think one of the reasons that it's not there is because these ancient cultures did not have a question about how important the guy was. These were patriarch cultures. The guy sat at the head of everything. He was dominating in some ways, had some powers that he should not have had because he was all, like, all-encompassing. There were some of these cultures where he could actually kill his kid with no consequences. Because he was dad, he could have that kind of power. In fact, if you go and look, the jokes that were made in the culture were made about women. They, um, they suggested that women were too emotional to be able to make good decisions and couldn't be trusted with them, and they would actually mock women and their emotionality. Now, I'm, I'm grateful that's changed. I think that's good. But the pendulum has swung to the other side, and the way we're treating each other is not effective. But I do, I do think there is something in the Scriptures that can help us. It's clear, it's concise, it speaks to fathers and the role that you can play. And I, I want to read it to you. This is uh, Paul writing in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It's a simple verse. He says this, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. In my opinion, what we just read is the low bar. Like that's the minimum. You should be able to get over that. You, you should be able to like cross that barrier because it's not so hard. All you're being asked to do is a couple things here. One, don't exasperate your kids. And some people have read this and go, this isn't a low bar. This is an impossible bar. Have you ever tried to set a boundary for a teenager? Like they freak out instantly. They're, they're mad. They're upset. They're all... Um, I get it, right? This is not about avoiding all of that forever. The, the word is ab about how you're driven. How are you driven? To exasperate them or not? What does that mean? If you respond to your kids in a way that they don't know for sure if you actually care about them or not, you will drive them to a point of exasperation, frustrated, being angry. If you set expectations up here and every time they come in here, you let them know they're less than, and every time they actually hit the bar, you raise it so that they never feel like they're good enough, they will be exasperated. They'll be full of anger. There's a reason I think Paul warns us about doing this. From what I can tell, interacting with a lot of different people over the years, is that if you're not careful as a father and you raise exasperated kids, they become exasperated adults. Th these emotions of anger, of insecurity, they consume every other emotion. They just eat them alive. And so that person ends up with only a skewed view of the world that they got because they ran into somebody who just never 
It was my way or the highway. And that kid was always on the highway. They were never good enough. They never got positive affirmation. And because of that, they ended up frustrated. This verse, this verse gives a boundary and a goal. The boundary is do not exasperate. Make sure that you're acting with care, kindness, love. Make sure your expectations make sense. Find a way to engage with that kid in a way that's helpful. And here's the goal. This is a way to do it. The goal is train and instruct. Awesome. Train and instruct. Training and instruction can happen in a classroom, but you know what's awesome about it? Training and instruction can happen in a garage. They can happen when you're driving down the road. They can happen on your day off when you spend time engaging. Training and instruction is about the way you choose to live your life. Listen to what it says. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Do you know you have spiritual responsibility for your kids? You're not alone. You're not the only one. But clearly, the way you live your life matters. You have an opportunity to communicate how you're living, what you say, how you say it, the places you go, the priorities that you set, the values that you hold, the integrity that you live with. You have an opportunity to inform that kid about how God has changed and and altered the course of your life. And in so doing, you train and instruct. You give direction of spiritual nature. What's odd is that sometimes we are so disconnected that we have read this little verse here and we have thought what the training and instruction mean is discipline. And what that means is you just wait until your father gets home. And that becomes the only role that you fill. You you just throw the discipline around, and you're missing out. You're missing out on the training and instruction that God really had in mind for you, was that you could share this life that you're you're learning to honor God with your life, and you get to share that with your kids, with students maybe who aren't even yours. But if that's going to work, you need to do that when they're one years old five years old, 15 years old, get this, 25 years old, 35 years old, 55 years old, do you understand there is a long tail to the influence that you possess? You could carry this for a lifetime if you decided to take this seriously and engage, you could have an impact that could go on for decades as you become the person who's training and instruction, as you get to new stages of life that they haven't gone through yet, your kids haven't gone through that, and they watch how you're doing it, why you're doing it, the choices that you make, your training 
even then. And here's the thing. It can be your special brand. Like I, I think sometimes um, one of the things that guys have is they're a little bit off. But your training and, con- and instruction has the ability to be effective with your style. I, I actually found somebody who was doing it. It made me laugh, and I thought it was awesome. I want you to see this little video. Check this out. Can you fall down? We have to have a talk. Get your shorts. No. We're going to see who's fit better. No. Get your shorts. No. Where are they at? No. Where are your butt cutting shorts? Which ones? Your, the new ones that we just bought that were supposed to be a lot longer. Get them. Put them on. Go ahead and put them on. No. Go ahead and put them on. They're ready. We're going to see who's your shortest. No. I will pick you up in school every day with these on if you don't put them on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's your shorter, babe? I can't handle y'all. Who's your shorter? <laughs> y'all are the same. <laughs> I'm picking her up in school with these on. These aren't even that short. No, neither are mine. <laughs> Don't come to church with those on. <laughs> Unless you've got to to teach a lesson, right? Then go for it. Do you understand? You just saw training and instruction. It's not this heavy-handed thing. He has a genuine concern for her. And he found a creative way to talk to her about it. There was no yelling. There was no screaming. It's possible. I'm telling you, a guy who does that will have a long, long tail of influencing that girl's life. He will. Friends, it's available for you. It's available for you if you will take this seriously and lean in. Ignore, ignore how your culture is talking about this. You could make an incredible difference if you'll stop being distracted by other things and pay attention to the gift that God gave you right in front of you and influence in your own home. I suspect some of you have had that. Um, And uh, we're going to play a song that lets you reflect on what could be if you you made that choice, if you made that choice to be an effective dad. They're going to play a song got some um, stuff that goes with it and then I'm going to come back up and close but I want you to listen to this that's the opportunity you have the ability to make that kind of positive lifelong effect I couldn't help but consider a couple groups of people in here this morning um, who might be saddened by the whole thing. I just want to talk to you just for a little bit. 
Because I think there's uh, probably some people here who had a father that was like that for them. Uh, meaningful connection. And he's gone. He's not here. And the sadness that you feel on this day is, is tough. It sits hard on your heart. Because he left marks on your life, which is what a dad can do. And I think there's another group. I've talked with plenty of them too. They have marks on their life. They're full of sadness, but the reason they are is because they had a dad who was unkind, vindictive, uncaring to them. They feel ripped off and like they were, they kind of lost the lottery in all of this. And so it's sadness, but it's different. And I want to do this for both of you, both of those groups. Um, God makes a promise to David in 2 Samuel. Paul repeats it in 2 Corinthians 6, 18, and it says this, I will be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I know it's different. But do you understand that God Almighty Himself is offering the kind of relationship where you can go to somebody who will give you great expectations, who will be caring, who will be kind. God is giving you presence even though you feel a loss. He's willing to do that for you. He sees the value in this so much that he even refers to himself as God the Father. So it's there for you. I hope you'll take a hold of it. And guys, if you have this opportunity to influence your kids, somebody else's kids, it doesn't matter, you ought to step into that because you have the chance to leave marks in lives forever if you'll just get engaged. I'm using challenging language, not because I'm looking down on you, but because this opportunity is so incredible. Don't let it get by you. Don't be so distracted by other things in your world that you miss out on that. I want to pray with you before we close. God, I thank you that you are a father who's willing to come to the brokenhearted, You're willing to be a comforter for us. You're willing to give us instruction and training. You'll give us guidance. You'll carry us. So I ask as we seek you out that you would be the dad that some people need here today. That God, we would, those of us who are desiring to honor you would be able to look at how you as a father act so that we can get our marching orders, our instructions, our guidance and wisdom from you. But I ask that we would begin to honor you in a way
that understands that the Father's role isn't just a toss-away thing. It's a thing that you designed to make a great impact. Give us the courage to use it well. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand and finish worshiping with us?